Hello. Welcome to the podcast, Process Theology, which explains how it is that everything is in the process of becoming, even God, and you are the means by which God does so. You are significant. My name is Daniel, and I am the host of of this podcast. Today, we are going to look at the concept of Buddhism. Now, there are many that would say Buddhism is not a religion. I am not here today to state otherwise. But what we're going to do is look at the first three questions that we have put forward to Hinduism and Judaism. But why Buddhism? Buddhism is undeniably ancient wisdom passed down to us as individuals and as a species. And what is it that Buddhism has to tell us? Buddhism was a new concept firmly established within the East. Buddhism states one must address oneself to the elimination of suffering. So, let's ask the first question of Buddhism that we asked of Hinduism and Judaism. I'm going to begin with a quote from the Dictionary of Philosophy and Religion by William Rees. Excuse me. In the Dictionary of Philosophy and Religion, Rees states that, quote, Buddhism, the key to the problem of salvation and enlightenment, is the presence of suffering. Misery, pain, or suffering is not merely one among many other equally prominent features of experience. It is its chief and overriding feature. And all other aspects of experience also contain suffering. If one is to experience enlightenment, then one must address oneself to the elimination of suffering. End of quote. Now, we are defined that suffering, the toleration, or even the idea of just enduring injury, pain, or death, is something we as individuals, that we as a species, are able to commit ourselves to eliminating. 
But why would such a commitment be so important to us as individuals and as a species that we would need to center ourselves around such an action? As we progress in this journey, the answer will become obvious. For now, however, let us just say that the generality being stressed with this type of commitment is that you are as important as the rest of your fellow humans, fellow souls, presidents, or kings located here on earth or in the heavens. Three major ideas are being stressed here. One, suffering is not to be ignored. Suffering is not a necessity. Two, your suffering is no more important than that of another. And three, we all have equal importance in the scheme of things. The Buddhist concept does not stipulate that you are to address just the elimination of your suffering. Buddhism states that one is to address the elimination of suffering, period. The statement does not imply the suffering of others is more important than yours. Nor does it imply the suffering of others is more significant than yours. Nor does it imply the reverse, that your suffering is more significant than others. The concept being addressed is, all suffering being endured by others as well as yourself must be attended to. With process theology, panentheism, process reality, we built a model of reality that led us to understand that our traveling within this physical universe is something that we experience and is never erased. In fact, as we saw within the model, this experiencing upon the demise of our physical body is carried by the soul back into the cosmos that surrounds our physical universe and is downloaded into that cosmos to expand the knowledge base of the causative force. Your suffering will never be forgotten. Will it be forgotten by yourself? Absolutely, if that is what you wish to take place. But is it always 
eliminated. Well, that's a topic for another day. For we create in this physical world and we experience within this physical world uniquely. Well, what does the conceptual framework of Buddhism imply about the universe within which we live? Well, Buddhism introduced the concept that although suffering may be a natural occurrence in our universe, it does not need to be tolerated. But suffering has always been with us, perhaps. But the key word here is has, past tense. To say that we can totally eliminate suffering is perhaps unreasonable. But to say that we are capable of addressing suffering in the hopes of eliminating a large share of suffering is not unreasonable. The universe is a big place, and we have a long way to go before we even come close to having introduced our influence into her furthest corners. And just what influence is it we wish to impart upon upon our universe? What better influence than the concept of making the universe a better place, a place with less suffering and pain. Do we not understand that as we travel the universe, as we step into a region of space new to us, we leave a seed planted forever? What seed are we implying here? We are talking about the most potent seed that can be planted anywhere. The seed of ideas, the seed of perceptions. Presently, the only seed we have to sow is the seed of superiority, the seed that man was made in the image of God, and in the image of God created he man. End of quote. The concept we are poised to spread is that we, not other life forms, are God's creatures. Our understanding as to why this may not be true opens our behavior to new possibilities. Without a new perception regarding the significance of other life forms located throughout the universe, we may spread throughout the heavens the abuse and suffering relative worth generates. Relative worth is the idea that one person or life form has more value than another. To bring to the rest of the universe 
the recognition of relative worth, opens up the universe to the idea that the strong should dominate the weak, and the idea that to the winner go the spoils. But the significance of Buddhism's stance, the significance of accepting the idea we must commit ourselves to addressing the suffering that exists, commits us to respect other life forms and environments in the heavens, as well as our own. At the same time, it prevents, provides the rationale upon which we can argue that others in the heavens should do the same for us. How do the concepts of Buddhism reinforce the concept of panentheism, of process theology, of process reality? Buddhism establishes the idea that the intolerance of suffering is so important an issue, it must become a major focus in one's journey through life. Reinforcing panentheism? Absolutely. For what better way to understand the significance of the need to eliminate suffering than to make the causative force so big so omnipresent, there is nowhere to put the effects of suffering we generate other than within herself. Panentheism assigns true omnipresence to the causative force. If a causative force is all-present, then everything that happens happens within the causative force. As such, the causative force may become aware and even empathize with what occurs within her. This is truly a dramatic perception. No wonder Buddhists sense the significance of the need to eliminate suffering. With the acceptance of a truly omnipresent causative force, Suffering is something the causative her force experiences. She feels the pain, the loneliness, the heartache, the loss, the frustration, the humiliation, and the depression suffering generates. No wonder Buddhists sense the importance of this issue. Some state of suffering are caused naturally. This can be alleviated by an understanding, a deep-seated sense of faith, that better things lie ahead. Some states of suffering are caused by the actions we impose upon others. These states of suffering go to a much deeper level 
than the suffering caused by natural events. For they occur through the intentional acts of subjugation, abuse, domination, control, intimidation, and by the simple desire to hurt each other. The Buddhist concept of dedicating one's life to the elimination of suffering is not just noble, it is crucial to us as individuals, to our species, to our environment, to other life forms in the heavens, and to the causative force herself. But how do we know that what we do affects the causative force? If you are located within the causative force, what other logical possibility could there be? Even if the pain were not directly felt, would not the causative force feel some form of pain should her creations intentionally murder, rape, steal, subjugate, abuse, and torment others she created. Thank you for joining me today. In the meantime, remember to stand strong, stand tall, against the forces in society that want to reduce you to mere flesh and blood in order to dominate you and subjugate you, when in fact you have a spark of the divine within you. And it is that spark of the divine which is made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. You must have significance. And in fact, you must be significant. How could it be otherwise? This is Daniel signing off. Peace.